Hi Malaika. Hi Harley. Hi everyone listening. Welcome back to Sonder and Salt, the weekly podcast about the magic of eating. Hi. I'm all right. Well, do you know what? I'm all right. A bit, oh, a bit shaking, a bit stirred. What? Why? Because <laughs> people are finding us on the internet. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. We're, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Um... People are finding us on the internet. We're getting some new listeners. We don't have any new countries joining us this week, but if you are a new listener and you're enjoying the podcast, mm-hmm. don't forget to rate and review on Spotify. If you click the stars icon, apparently my instructions were not clear enough for my mother. Oh, okay. She was like, how do you do it? I thought it had to pop up. So no, when you go on the actual podcast profile, there'll be a little stars thing, which gives you the rating. Tap the rating and then you can leave your own. Oh, okay. And then on Apple Podcasts, it just literally at the bottom of every episode, you can just rate or the whole yeah. show. And um, on Apple, you can actually write a little description. Uh-huh. Five out of five only. Yeah, but it, it only works. It only, yes, yeah, so it only accepts five out of five reviews. So yeah, we have got a few new reviews lately. So thank you so much for everyone that is leaving them. Thanks guys. Shaken, not stirred. What is your food highlight of the week? Right, well, I was in Paris. You were. Your girl was in Paris. I have been to Paris a few times, many, many times. Uh, but I went to Paris for a concert. Mm-hmm. I went to see Kalela, if you guys don't know. Alternative. Yeah, R- alternative R&B. R&B. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I really love her. She put out a new album recently. So I went to Paris to go ahead and see her. And whilst I was out there, I was eating. Mm-hmm. I ate. The thing is... Let me pull up our WhatsApp chat in case you miss anything. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I didn't eat... <laughs> a crazy amount like in the grand scheme of things yeah. but each meal was was a lot was a lot yeah it was a lot when i'm in paris i like to experience paris in a particular way mm-hmm. uh, i like to go to as many african restaurants as i can uh, and then on this opportunity i also decided to have a bit of like american soul food in paris as well because it's been on my list for a while so I don't really do too many French restaurants in mm. Paris, and that maybe because I studied abroad in France, right. and I've been to, to France many times, so I'm kind of over it. So that's the way I like to experience Paris. But your African experiences are like from Francophone countries, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they're so. Francophone countries, so that's why I also like it, because in the UK, uh, it's heavily like English, speaking countries so you've got a lot of Ghanaian restaurants Nigerian some Congolese Mm -hmm. here or there but in France it's you'll get you'll get Senegalese and Cameroonian and those kinds of countries so I think they speak and Haitian Haitian Haitian, Haitian, French speaking Caribbean and also like Francophone Caribbean countries yeah, yeah. as well, beyond Haiti, because sometimes I forget that Haiti's not in Africa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it feels like it's like right in the middle, but you'll get like a couple of St. Nation restaurants, and mm. that's the way I like to do Paris. This time I went to Walife, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Senegalese restaurant, West African Senegalese restaurant, fishes and stews and meat grills in an industrial chic venue with an open kitchen. Mm-hmm. We got there quite late, so we went. <laughs> like a keyword, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> like a bingo. And we got to the to the door and I was like, ooh, this is a bit of me. This is really cute. But we got there late because that was the day that we touched down. So we weren't able to experience everything that we wanted to have. I had the chicken yassa, which on here it's a chicken stewed in caramelised onion, lime, green olives and black pepper. That sounds incredible. It was really nice. Like the food tastes home cooked, but it tastes yeah. so wholesome. It had so much depth. I really enjoyed that. That was served with plain rice. I had it with some fried plantain and I also had uh, that beef soya to start, but they do their beef soya a bit differently from like the Nigerian soya that I'm used to having. And it was served with like this um, green kind of fresh herb, pepper, onion kind mm. of sauce on the side. What's the green seasoning? 
Yes, it didn't look <laughs> like sorts. Green, it didn't like green seasoning. That was nice. Um, and then the ladies that I was with, the ladies that I was with, they had chargled okra. Okay. I'm not big on okra. I think I said that before, yeah. just because of the slime. But it was grilled in a way where it wasn't too slimy. Yeah, when you like dry fry, as long as the okra started firm, yeah, it can you can get rid of that slime. Yeah, that was nice. Just so that we're not dragging it too much. I just wanted to let you guys know that they had a sweet potato mousse with hibiscus flower syrup dessert. And they also had sour soft sorbet. And I know we've spoken about that before. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cute, but I didn't get to try it. Then I also went and I had chicken and waffles at um, Gumbo Yaya, mm-hmm. popular spot there. It is literally just chicken and waffles. Banging, 10 out of 10. I, as soon as you sent me that, I was on the Eurostar <laughs> website. Yeah, because they actually use the um, Pearl Milling Company syrup. Yes, they I saw. On, the te- on all of the tables, which is really, really nice. Love that. Also went to um, another place that I've been to before, and I think I may have mentioned it, I'm not sure. Uh, it's called Babylon Bis, another West African restaurant. They're open until five or six o'clock in the morning. Okay. So it's a similar menu to kind of Wally Faye grilled chicken, yeah. that kind of stuff, but it's a really nice late night spot. So I went after the concert and I was there until like one o'clock in the morning. Good vibes, good music. And then on my last day, I went to Holy Belly. Holy Belly, really popular in Paris, breakfast, brunch spot. Pancakes, eggs, bacon, European bacon, banging, 10 out of 10. I loved it. So that was it. But we'll link everything as per usual. And like I said, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, then you will never see all of this type of stuff. I've got a highlight of everything that I did. Okay, quite the adventure there. Yeah. Around the whole of Paris with Monica Mouse. <laughs> Goodness me. Your food highlights can never be simple, can they? They were a couple of weeks because I did pizza sauce and something else. So it's because I haven't really been going out. Do you know what I mean? And now she's back with a bang. Well, I... Well, last weekend was Easter weekend, but the point of recording this. And we have a whole episode on Easter and our Easter experiences and stuff like that. If you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen. But I also had a wonderful experience out of the blue, finding wild garlic. Oh yeah, I was so jealous and I saw you. Oh, in fact, I need to get my I need to get my parents to get me some more. So it was where like my a parents field of it. Literally where my parents live now, we just went on a walk. We'd just eaten so much hardo bread that we needed to go for a walk. So we went for a walk and we were literally just walking through this woodland. And I was like, you know what's so funny? People these days, everyone's getting wild garlic right now. Really? And it was just nettles and like weeds around kind of thing. Walked for like half an hour and then randomly my dad says, I can smell cheese and onion crisps. And I was like, how did you know it was wild garlic? So number one, the whole area smelled. So when I was at cheese and onion crisps, and I was like, this is not cheese. What you can smell is cheese and onion crisps. You can smell, you think you can smell onion because your brain can smell something that isn't quite garlic. Yeah. And it's associating it with whatever it can possibly grab, gravitate to. Yeah. So then suddenly I was like, oh my gosh. That's it. So I know what it looks like. Like Melissa's been posting it. Loads yeah. of people have been posting it as they've been getting it over the last couple of weeks. So I knew what it looked like. But before we actually pulled it from the ground, I Googled it to make sure that we were getting yeah. it and also to know which leaves to get. Because I could tell that some leaves were very light and some leaves were much darker. And obviously just in the age and the maturity. So I went down first, number one, snapped one, rubbed it, smelled it. I was like, that's garlic. Yeah. <laughs> that is garlic right there. And I read, or I watched someone's reel the other day and they said to like pull it from the root. Uh-huh. So... My daddy did it for me. And he went in the middle to kind of where the darker leaves were and just started pulling it from the root. Obviously it's wild garlic. No one planted it there, so it's quite compact. The soil is very loose because it's literally just in the woodland. You can just pull it up super easy. Um, And then everyone on my Instagram was really jealous, asking me where it was and whatever. What did you do with it? So I used some of it, half of it to make a pesto, which is just the easiest thing to do. And it was delicious. I didn't even have all the ingredients. I actually have a reel 
which I should have posted by the time this comes out, of what I made. And it was just, I blended it with pumpkin seeds, cashew nuts, some lime juice, because I didn't have a lemon. And I didn't even put any cheese in it because I was worried that it would go off faster if it had cheese in it. Because I knew I wasn't going to use it. Oh, yeah, okay. I just wasn't, I wasn't sure there about the preservation because yeah. I wasn't going to finish all that I made. You can freeze pesto though. You could, well, you can. I just not. You don't use the freezer. I do use the freezer, yeah. but I just didn't make as much. I've used it all now. I just needed oh, okay. to use it in two sittings, kind of thing. But also, I have a like herb um, ice cube tray that I like packing garlic or whatever into. And right now it's full. Oh, okay. I was like capacity. <laughs> <laughs> My freezer is like capacity yeah. with um, green curry seasoning oh, okay. in little individual cubes. When basically. did you make green curry? I didn't. I bought a massive one from the Chinese wholesaler. Yeah. So then I just, because you don't have to use it within three weeks, I just froze the rest of it into the ice cube oh, mold. Okay. But that's my like pungent ice cube tray. I'm not putting more herbs yeah, in yeah. another ice cube tray. So that's that. My wild garlic experience was great. And then yesterday I made a stir fry and I literally just rolled up a few leaves, proper tight, and then just went through it super fine and just threw it in the pan. And it was good? Yeah, because I didn't have any garlic. Oh, okay. So I just used it just in okay. a stir fry and there was definitely a garlic taste there. It doesn't taste like garlic. It tastes garlicky, but it's yeah. got a different kind of more fla fragrant. Fragrant. Um, it's milder okay. than garlic. It's definitely milder than garlic, but it has a time and a place. I need to get to grips with it, but I was just so happy that I found yeah. it, and that was my first forage. Yeah, we should go foraging, Maybe but you know I don't want to drag this anymore. So I think we should. I, there's actually. Um, I think forage. it's. Flavor Fred on Instagram, a page that I found, and he does foraging for like mushrooms. There's and so many people throughout the year, but yeah. they do like you go foraging and then they will do like a, a campfire dinner. Yeah, it looks super cute. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that, but right, okay, I, I'm gonna do it. I'll let you guys know how it goes. Yeah, I that was the baby's first forage. It was great, and that was our quite lengthy food highlights of the week. So onto this week's topic. As you said, people have been finding us on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, primarily on TikTok. And if anybody has ever posted a TikTok and then read their own comments, they know it is wild over there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not the same. <laughs> it is not the same Instagram as Instagram. Instagram is generally calm and like... Yeah. Yeah. So the people were very mad at us from the Taste Atlas episode a couple of episodes ago where we were discussing the best cuisines in the world. Yeah. Obviously, when we post clips on TikTok and Instagram, <laughs> they are small teasers. Yeah, snippets. edited. Controversial right. at that. Yeah. You know, to get yeah. the people going. Yeah. And usually with our, our community is like on Instagram. So people get us. And yeah. if you've been watching us for a while or you just kind of, when you're on Instagram, you can go back. So you can watch everything and you can get a good vibe. But on TikTok, you just get served one. Yeah. And for some reason, TikTok gods decided to distribute far and wide the clip in which we said England doesn't have any cuisine. Yeah, that comes to mind. That comes to mind. Yeah. And it was me who said that, yeah. right? Yeah, because I, I was going to say we. It was me. <laughs> on Instagram, we had um, the EDL camped up in the comments, <laughs> telling us all sorts, all sorts, all sorts, <laughs> all sorts, questioning, questioning where we were born, yeah, and all, all kinds of things, yeah. And then we had our community who said, "Haha, absolutely, yeah." So this week we are going to be discussing the best of British. It also lines up perfectly because <laughs> I think I think it's a world world renowned fact that yeah. this week we are celebrating a coronation. Well acknowledging the coronation, yeah sure. Yeah, not yeah we're not we, well we are personally not celebrating it but But um, down Babylon. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. The Empire. Yes, we've got a new reigning king. A new reigning so. king. That's that on that. Yeah. So we're gonna go through the best of British in honour of 
every person who said that Britain's got cuisine. Yeah. And if you if you haven't seen the clip on TikTok, go and take a look because they're talking in the comments, they're discussing, they're sharing their favourites and somebody said Rustler's Burgers. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's that. Anyway, let's get to Right, we have much to discuss. Yeah. We did some crowdsourcing on this one and we mm-hmm. discussed one particular area of this in great detail. So let's start there. Okay. Pie and mash. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So Pie, mash and liquor. In order to prepare for this, you may have seen this if you follow us on Instagram. If you yeah. don't, go and follow us under Insult because we documented part of this process live as it happened. We went to a well-renowned pie and mash establishment. We went to the best. In the East End, which is called Robin's Pie and Mash. Yeah. If you're from the East End, Essex, Essex Way, yeah. you will know Robin's Pie and Mash. We went there. We took my mum because she is somebody who actually does enjoy pie and mash. Well, actually, she took us. Yeah. And, um... It was a whole experience. It, it was, was a whole experience. It was, um, it w- yeah, it was an experience. We were the only black people in there. Let's just start with that. <laughs> well, yeah. The thing is, I was a bit dressed up and I just don't know if I was dressed appropriately. It's like going to the Caffin Hills. That's how I felt. <laughs> I had the bust down, the lashes, full face of makeup. Not to say people don't dress up, but it's, it is quite a casual yeah. establishment. And in preparation to go there, I said to my mum, you know, what should we get? Da, da, da. And I think I said to her something about oh, what flavours do they have? <laughs> because I'm yeah. like, how can your shop be pie and mash, like specialty pie and mash, and you tell me that you only serve one pie? Yeah. And she was like, flavours, babe. <laughs> It's, it's, it's steak, it, it's mince, it's beef mince, it's pie. Mince, yeah. I don't eat beef, so that was already, I was on the, I was on the off foot, yeah. you know? We went anyway, and I said, you know, so what do we get? My mum was like, well, I get a two and one. Two and one, yeah. And we said, what? One and one, four what? to one, four to one, <laughs> like, what is going on? And yeah. basically it's how you order it, is the number of pies and the number of scoops, scoops of mash. Of mash. Yeah. Well, it's not a scoop. It was like a paddle. It's a dollop. It was yeah. a dollop of mash. Yeah. But um, I ended up getting the vegetarian pie. They do have a vegetarian offering. Yeah. Would not recommend. <laughs> um, With mash and liquor. Yeah. And I like had her, the real you deal. You had the real deal. So let's, yeah. what, how was your experience of this British staple, <sighs> East End's finest pie and mash? Conscious that um, the last time I was honest on this podcast, <laughs> I put it on TikTok, people were riffing into me. But I'm going to keep you honest. Wasn't for me. Didn't love it. I can see the vision. I get it, but I didn't, it's just not for me. The thing is, it's bland. <laughs> it's very bland. It's the, it's not the best pie that I've had. I'm very much a pucker pie type of babe. Right. Chicken and mushroom, steak and kidney, all of that, all love it. Pastry, thick, just body, depth. This one, it was just kind of flat. Top was a little bit burnt. And I've noticed in the pictures that the top is always a bit on the darker side. Mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate the mince sauce. I I, I would rather like chunks of beef, of personally. Course. I just feel like against the pastry, it just holds up better. Um, the mashed potatoes wasn't the MS ultimate mash, put it that way. And the liquor, parsley sauce. Yeah, I, which apparently yeah. is made by like a, literally a flour roux and parsley. Yeah, it was a gluten bomb. I was mashed up after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, 
that bit of research done me over. That my stomach. I was for like two I days. Was gluten sauce. <laughs> Literally, it was. It you could just see that it was flour and water and yeah. then like parsley. parsley. That was it. And then Holly's mum kindly um, guided me through that the, experience and, and the seasoning. Yes. So she told me to add the um, Harley's favorite, the powdered dust black pepper. <laughs> Calf style, yeah, um, and then some vinegar yeah. to bring up the flavors. I believe it's how it's meant for to the be. for the liquor. Yeah, the liquor she was sauce. like splash it all over your liquor. Yeah, on the pie, on the mash, everything. Everything. And then I think I, I really had to take the extra step of adding some salt personally. Um, yeah, wouldn't have it again. Mm. Got to be honest. It. Mm, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the best thing that Britain has to offer. It's very. It's just bland. Honestly, I. I it has so much potential. Yeah, you kept saying so that potential. it has potential. Yeah, for me, I just want to make just want to make it clear. This is just my opinion. <laughs> for me, potato mash. Sorry, potato mashed potato pie, and some kind of gravy. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, it more than works. But that pie, the liquor sauce, and those mashed potatoes, which I think are just like boiled in unsalted water. water. Yeah, and just. I don't know what else is in Beat there. Beating with a spoon. Yeah. It just, and it even on that day, mum said, oh, this mash is smooth. It's usually chunkier than this. Right. So we've got the good stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> not wasn't, for, wasn't for me, but definitely an experience. Of all the years I've lived in London, I've never had that meal. Yeah. So it was different. I didn't enjoy it, but as I said, I did not have an authentic experience. Like, the veggie yeah. pie was actually just like that, like, frozen vegetable cubes. Yeah. The good like... <laughs> Inside the pie. Peas, carrot cubes. Yeah, it was yeah. dead. It was it was dead. But I can imagine if we went somewhere. And another thing that my mum was telling me was that that is a very East End experience of pie. Yeah. Like pie, and we're going to talk about this a little bit in a minute, but pie around the UK and around the British Isles yeah. comes in very different forms. Mm-hmm. So a pie in like the West of England is a Cornish pasty. Yeah. A pie up north is probably more that pucker football deep style that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there's many different offerings of pie, but this particular vibe of pie and mash was not our vibe. Um, I have a quote here. Yeah. A direct quote, because obviously we were talking about it. We had it on our Instagram, people responding to us. Um, I asked what were people's thoughts on this delicacy? And I quote, firstly, I wouldn't describe it as a delicacy. It's a traditional London East End working class meal, which I love. The only criticism I have is that quite often the mash tastes like it was made of out of date cake mix. Yuck. Yeah. So I, they love it for what it is. For what it is People yeah. love it for what it is. My yeah. mum loves it for exactly what it is. Yeah. But what it is is not a bit of me. Right. Funnily enough, my mum actually said, Oh, I've had that. I like it. Quite shocked. Very shocked. Was quite shocked. Quite a few people actually said, they love said it. that they love it. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things, and I'm sure there's things that I've grown up eating mm. that if you didn't grow up eating it, you just do not have an appreciation for it. Lemon lot. chicken. It, yeah. Manish water. I love manish water. Right. Goes, this goes is not this seat. is not the episode where we yeah, discuss manish water. Yeah, but the point is, do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. there's some things, it's a part of your, it's literally a part of your, your, life. your life. So you love it for what it is, but you can appreciate that it's not. <laughs> Moving on. So these are more of your suggestions of things yeah. that, and, and that we agree and that we know of. So fish and chips. Oh, fave. British staple. Fave. Absolutely love me a fish and chips. I love fish and chips. Might have one tonight. So I, there was a week recently I had chips. In fact, let's not talk about it. <laughs> these are my confessions. Let's not talk about it. But I love fish and chips, like British fish and chips. When I moved to America, and I couldn't get my hands on fish and chips for a year of my life. I was in physical pain. 
it was a lot for me. And then I would search and they'd be like, oh, amazing fish and chip shop. No, yeah. no fish and chip, fish and British, chip restaurant. Yeah. And it would be like... Half would, a fish. It, it would be like a, a fish fillet. Yeah. In like some kind of like cornmeal breaded crumb kind ugh, of thing ugh. with fries. Right. And it would, babe, this is a fish and chips. It's not battered and yeah. the chips aren't chunky. Why, is, why are they crispy? No. <laughs> no, but fish and chips. Drown in onion vinegar. I'm yes. a vinegar babe, which is why actually that was the one thing at the Robins that I was into was just anything to make it taste better was going to be more and more vinegar. Yeah. But I love onion vinegar. I've spoken about my favourite fish and chip shop growing up here before, Urchin mm-hmm. in East Ham. Now, my dad went through a phase of being a, that fish and chip guy. He's a black cab driver, so it was yeah. a very convenient like thing to just grab in any part of London. Yeah. So he's the guy that knows that all the best fish and chip shops are. Some fish and chip shops are bad do you have a favorite fish and chip shop yeah my favorite fish and chip shop is in chingford Mm -hmm. in terms of fish and chip shop that i have access to yeah it's called wilson's uh in north chingford near the station and they're pretty consistent Mm -hmm. i do i love their mushy peas oh i love mushy peas their tartar sauce i think they actually make it in-house it is some of the best tartar sauce i've ever had their fish fresh chunky and I'm pretty sure they descale the fish because one thing that really oh, sets me off yeah. is fish and chip shots. I've had it before. Really? Yep, I've you had it before. Fish, you can't eat the whole thing. And it was re- it really ticked me off. Oh, that's not Lovely. good. Lovely. The chips fluffy, and it's like the exterior of the chip is a little bit crispy, but it's not too crispy. Yeah. It just enough to hold it together. Yeah. It's, like not, it's not a They're soft mess. inside. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love them, and they also do like battered prawns, really nice calamari. Scampi. No, actual prawns, like oh. really chunky fat prawns in batter with sweet chilli sauce. Interesting. Really, really good. There were a few basically that formed a chain when I was younger, the Brothers Fish and Chip Shops. Oh. So the one, there's one that still remains, I believe, Brothers in Seven Kings. It's yeah. right by Cannon Palmer School in Seven Kings Station. Um, that is one that I used to use a lot when we lived in that area. And one that previously was Brothers, I think, if I remember what my parents said to me, is the one in Stratford, which is now called I Fratelli. Um, It's like kind of on, it's on top of West Ham Lane, basically, when you're coming to Stratford Broadway. Um, That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I might check those out. As you guys know, I actually wasn't born in London. I was born in Wolverhampton. My mum's family are from Wolverhampton and I spent many years of my life. I was basically raised in Wolverhampton. Mm -hmm. Um, And one memory that I have is majors fish and chips if you're from the black country area right that type of area then you will know about battered chips oh yes the yes, orange yes. chips that's the thing of the north of yeah. midlands and north 10 yeah. out of 10 it's my favorite like if we could get it here i'd probably eat chips more and i don't i think it's like some kind of i think it's basically like the fish batter yeah that they use but it's very crispy it's not all lumped together like no. the individual chips and you put the salt and vinegar on there yeah banging orange chips oh my mind is bl- i love it absolutely love it one last fish and chip memory of mine seeing as you brought one up yeah is that when i didn't eat fish when i was really young i would either get saveloy chips mm-hmm. so if you don't know what saveloy is i thought he was gonna say you was having like fried tofu <laughs> no i would have saveloy chips which is like a red sausage yeah it's like a red long sausage <laughs> and the skin is thick yeah i feel like i don't like saveloy oh my god i i haven't had one in a long time but i love the yeah. saveloy or I would get what down down here call a chip bite. Yeah. But up in your Midland North Country, they call it a chip balm. Yeah. And that is just like just this random white fluffy bread, not sandwich bread, like it's a, a particular roll. Bun. It's, it's like, like a particular a roll. roll isn't it? Yeah, and it's kind of dusty on top, filled with chips. 
salt and vinegar or chips and curry sauce. Yeah, I do love curry sauce. I love a chip shop curry love, sauce. Yeah, I do, oh. love curry, I do love a curry sauce. I oh. don't like a saveloy, but I do... Sorry, mum. <laughs> I do love a battered sausage. Oh, really? I love a battered sausage, yeah. Did you have one today, by any chance? No, don't know what you're talking about. Moving on. Full English breakfast. It's a bit of me. It is a bit of me. All of that pork, I bet it's a bit of you. Do you know what? <laughs> when I was, when I was um, probably in my early 20s, I was in a relationship. <laughs> and the person I was with at the time, he played football. He loved a full English. He just felt like it gave him what Life. he needed. <laughs> Powers. Yeah, and I think when you play football and you're part of that community, going to the CAF yeah. is very normal. Do you know what I mean? CAF culture is. Yeah, it's, it's very normal. You've got your newspaper, you've got your tea, you've got your full English. And one summer we were both in uni, two weeks, every single day. You're lying. Every single day <laughs> for two weeks we went to the CAF. I, I managed to have a full English every day, I think for probably about eight days. After that I started getting omelette and salad because it was getting too much for me. But I've never had so much full English in my life. I think I was getting like a number two. It was like bacon, sausage. Oh yeah, egg. there's always numbers. It's like a preset. Yeah, number two. There's a or preset. No, number seven. It was a number seven. Of like every possible combination. Yeah. So full English. And then like, if you were going to say, oh, but no egg and add a hash brown. So number nine then. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, should we, should, we've got a lot of international listeners. So yeah, we, what's what a full English, full English breakfast? Because there's the traditional full English, which a lot of us actually don't really eat, which comes with like black, black pudding. pudding. And I think even that like bubble and squeak and different bits. Do you think, sort of, okay, my understanding of a full English breakfast yeah. is fried eggs. Yeah. Sausage. Yeah. Bacon. Mm-hmm. Beans. Yes. Baked beans. Mushroom. Yeah. Probably black pudding, but I don't want to eat it. I don't want that. And either. then cider toast. Hash browns. Oh, and... Mm, and tomato. Tomato. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Tomato, tomato. tomato. So the ha- I guess the hash brown would be either bubble and squeak or hash brown. Yes. And bubble and squeak is basically leftover potatoes chopped up, just made into a hash. Yeah, I think it, bubble and squeak has got... Is it leek or something? Yeah, it was leek in it. Yeah, or... Green, kind of green. Some kind of greens, yeah. Um, <laughs> not not sautéed spinach. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I think fried egg, but usually when you get an English breakfast, it will say, how do you want your eggs? Yeah, it's usually like sunny side sunny up. Sunny side up eggs. Yeah. Um, and toast on the side, usually like a bucket yeah. of it. Like an actual small urn. Of, of what, toast? Of toast. Like a, like a, oh, like a, half a, a loaf. whole loaf yeah, of, half of, a toast. of toast. And it's, in the cafe, it's always the cheap white bread. Yes, but that's the and one I you love want. It. Yeah, the with the cheap, butter barely with the butter, spread, yeah. barely to the edges, <laughs> and like the, the middle the of edges. it is like sunken in yeah. because it's so, so cheap. So yeah, yeah. so it's cheap. And then it. usually tea that's way too milky. Yeah. <laughs> um, these days, these yeah. days, yeah. unlike Robins, by the way, yeah. who only serve tea out of an urn. Yeah. Calf. If you're lucky, you can get soy milk these days. Yeah, in a couple or of like an oat milk because a lot of them. I think our culture, our British culture, has shifted a lot towards coffee, mm-hmm. and I think just generally people put, like to have whole milk with their tea, and then any kind of funny milk with yeah. their coffee. Oh, okay. Especially not, even in my office, we have both, and I'm like, are you vegetarian? Like, are you what's yeah. the vibe kind of thing? And they're like, no, 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 I just prefer. Like the barista, the one that can get really fluffy and stuff with yeah. the coffee and then like regular milk in their tea. So okay. if you're lucky, you can get an, an oat milk tea yeah. or something. I could always get some kind of um, herbal sometimes. Like yeah, a, a herb, twine, peppermint. Twinings. Yeah, peppermint tea. <laughs> I'll have a couple of bags of twinings. So. But black pudding has never been my vibe. No. I'm just looking at a picture of a full English breakfast here that looks very On good. beans, whilst you're looking. Yeah. Black pepper and onions. Uh, yeah. That's See, how I like them at home. Are you seasoning your beans? In the... In the Calf. No, at home. Oh, I'm absolutely. Your beans. Absolutely. Yeah. 
absolutely. I'm starting with a little bit of oil. <laughs> yeah. Putting in some very, very finely diced onion, mm -hmm. like barely anything. Yeah. Not even a quarter. Because if I'm doing like one can of beans or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um, beans in. Yeah. Let them warm through. And then black pepper. Yeah. So much black pepper. Freshly cracked. Yeah. Or if I'm in a cafe, that is the only time I'll tolerate the dusty the pepper. No the normal beans. Well, no, oh. normal beans with dusty pepper. Oh, okay. Because it needs yeah. something. It needs yeah. it needs lifting. At home, I like to saute my finely chopped shallots yep. in a bit of olive oil. Yep. Then I add in my beans and some fresh cracked black pepper mm -hmm. and a little bit of ketchup. There's something, oh. Yeah, there's something about a little bit of what a little bit of ketchup does to me in the beans. I don't know if it just... I don't know, but I really like it. That's how I like to season my beans. But I, I am a had, bean seasoner. Yeah. yeah, I'm a bean seasoner and... I think there are nice, fancy mm -hmm. riffs on the full English breakfast right now. And one of them, one of my favorites. Okay. Said it before and I'll say it again. Dishoom. I used to queue for dishoom. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I've been there, done that. Yeah. The dishoom breakfast with the masala beans. Banging. I've heard good things about the, the breakfast. And I've had, I mean, I've probably had many of the breakfast options, but they do this sausage naan as well. Mm -hmm. And I'll get sausage naan with a side of beans. Yeah. And those beans don't need anything. But I think they have like, um, they definitely have like coriander in the beans. Okay. Which I think just is so nice. It's just absolute yeah. ten ten. Beans, my beans personally, has to be Heinz. Yeah, I'm a Heinz. Beans, beans, Heinz. Yeah, I'm a Heinz baked beans, babe. There's a got couple of things. Well, there's not a couple of things. We've spoken about this on like one of the early branded episodes. episodes. There's a couple of things that gotta be branded. Yeah. And they have to be a particular brand. People ride hard for the Branston beans. I've been told. Yeah, I've been told. It's against, oh, my, no. it's against my um, yeah. nationality. Part of my culture. Yeah, Moving on. Yeah. Pie in the non-pie sense. So I mean shepherd's pie and cottage pie. Okay. What is the difference? Because what I find myself Beef and lamb. Oh, shepherd's really? is lamb. Shepherd's of sheep. Yeah. Cottage is beef. Oh, shepherd's of sheeps. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, of all um, the things that the people on TikTok have cancelled you for, it has not yet been your Jamaican pronunciations. <laughs> well, I like some kind of red meat minced in a in a gravy with some chopped vegetables with potato on top, mashed potato on top, and then cheese on top. I do like any variation of that kind of thing. And I guess, I don't know if adding so cheese I on top. I think, yeah, I think cheese on top belongs to cottage pie. Okay, so I'm a cottage pie person. I think that's what yeah. it is. I'm just gonna check now because I don't eat beef, so I've never had... You've had beef at all. Well, I just, if I see cottage pie, I just go away from it. But if I see shepherd's okay. pie, I'm like, is it lamb? Yeah. Like, double check, like, is it lamb? Okay. And I'll get it. So yeah, cottage pie, I'm just looking at a BBC Good Food recipe here and it is cheesy mash. So cheddar yeah. cheese mixed into the mash, um, milk, butter, grated nutmeg, and yeah. just potatoes. Yeah, I love cottage pie. When I was doing up Gusto, I ordered it a couple of times yeah. and it was it was really nice, the one that they gave me. I Shepherd's pie is a very nostalgic meal for me. I'm surprised it didn't come up and eat your feelings because that was like a very, and it still is a very cheap and cheerful way to feed the family. Yeah. So my grandma would do them because she was a childminder. Mm -hmm. So she would be feeding like four of us after school mm -hmm. and just, just Shepherd's pie. But the thing that I love with Shepherd's pie, yeah, coleslaw. What? Coleslaw oh, shepherd's what? pie. I thought you were gonna say like oh my god, spring green coleslaw, like shop coleslaw, just like Tesco coleslaw. Can I just say something? No, I don't want to hear it. Can I say something? I feel like when I was talking about jacket potatoes, tuna beans and cheese, it's giving me that kind of vibe. So I don't really see why. Because that's cheese and fish. 
And that's that's not abnormal. That's, we're not gonna. That is literally the no, Italian. That is literally uh, sorry, a crime. I, I, Italian people cooking up jacket potatoes. What? What's that got to do with them? Ita- <laughs> you don't put cheese on fishy pasta. You don't put cheese with fish. So you've never had a tuna mozzarella nope. pesto. Nope. God, you've missed out on life. <laughs> no. Nope. Tell you that for free. <laughs> so cheese in pesto, cheese on tuna, and cheese, 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 cheese. It's nice. You're just a mouse. It's fine. Anyway, I like coleslaw with my shepherd's pie because it's just like a kettle cabbage, mayo-y yeah, juice. No. I don't even like mayo, but... Well, I already said you're fake when it comes to this whole... Excuse me? I don't like creamy things, but my favourite MS sandwich was a creamy chicken and sweet corn sandwich. If anybody has any other suggestions for podcast hosts, drop them in my DMs. Oh, please! <laughs> Sunday roast. Slash pub lunch. Yeah. As I feel like it's often called. What time of day do you yeah. like your Sunday roast? If I'm going to have it, mm-hmm. I do like to have it between the hours of 2pm and 4pm. Oh, so lunchish. Yeah. Le- lunch. early, yeah, early dinner, late lunch. Supper. Yeah, kind of thing. Okay. That's on a Sunday. To be honest, growing up, we would have dinner by 4pm. But if I'm not having, like food at home or like yeah. rice and peas and that kind of stuff I do like to do the whole Sunday lunch pub thing around lunchtime so the latest I want to be eating is four o'clock, four o'clock. Yeah. I think that's common um because a lot of these places well say for example quality chop house which um is a institution in Farringdon oh I've been but I thought we was gonna go together we can go together okay but I'm you just, really getting rid of me I'm just saying look you keep acting up <laughs> They don't take a booking past two o'clock because they close at three. Okay. So I feel like that is... When you look at the classic places in London that serve, like, the specialty food, I think the meal times that they run are probably the most accurate to how it's traditionally been done. Yeah, yeah. I, however, grew up having Sunday dinner when Sunday dinner was ready. Probably a bit later. When I was really young, we used to go to a longer church service, so we wouldn't probably even be home until, like, two or three o'clock. So we were eating by, like, five, six, probably. Um, Which I think I mentioned this on the previous episode anyway. I love a lamb dinner. Okay. But when I go out of the house, if I'm going to a Sunday roast, Mm -hmm. I'll probably go for the pork one. Because getting that crackling right, doing all of that, I want someone else to do it. Okay. Yorkshire puddings, how do you feel about those? I like them. Mm. They're not gluten-free. So um, it's... Do you know what? If I'm being completely honest, I, for me, a Sunday roast kind of thing, it's very much like... I wouldn't say a luxury, but it's a thing. Mm. I don't have them all the time. No. I didn't really grow up eating them. So if I'm going to have it, it's a big... It's kind of a big deal for me. However, I find the different... So many different components on the plate. I, I find it a bit overwhelming. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but when I'm eating it... It's like I don't... I like to have a little bit of everything on my fork. And so I've got a bit of Yorkshire pudding, a bit of potato, a bit of meat, veg, etc. But... um, So let's break it down, actually. Now you've said that, I've just Googled what is in a traditional Sunday roast. Okay. So it consists of a roasted meat. So beef, Yeah, chicken, beef, lamb or pork, usually. I very rarely have ever seen... I have these days, because of more nouveau, whatever, Mm -hmm. a fish, like, option on Sunday roast. But very rarely. Or salmon would make sense to me. Salmon, yeah, maybe. I like lamb. One thing I don't like about the beef sunday roast is that it's like the thin slices, slices and i don't yeah. really like that um mashed potatoes roast potatoes roast potatoes um an accompaniment such as yorkshire pudding stuffing i guess if i was having a chicken roast then i might yeah. expect stuffing gravy of course mm-hmm. the roast i had the other day came drowning in gravy and somehow i actually enjoyed it and then condiments such as apple sauce mint sauce or red currant sauce yeah. obviously depending on whatever meat you're eating carrots parsnips mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think a green veg. Yeah, some kind of cabbage. Some kind of cabbage or, or kind of leaf or something. Yeah, spring green. Yeah. Do you know what I do like? Cauliflower cheese. So, cauliflower cheese, I've, as I've been doing my ro- roasts around London with mm-hmm. my little roast club, cauliflower cheese, the girls love cauliflower cheese. Mm-hmm. They absolutely love it. But it never comes like on the plate. It's always a side it's that's a side. like six pounds more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's always <laughs> an extra side. The nicest, I don't typically like cauliflower cheese because I don't really like creamy sauces. Right. But yeah, the one I had that was really nice was at Riding House Cafe. Really, it was good. I actually don't know if it was cauliflower cheese or macaroni and cheese. It might be macaroni and cheese, the truffle macaroni and cheese okay. at Riding House Cafe. Which again, I would just avoid any of those things because usually they're like crispy on top, but then they're wet yes. underneath. It is. It's not even a root. It is like I don't like that cheese water. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, that. like that. But it did have a really nice flavor, um, and yeah. and it was quite quite well done. But the cauliflower, just massive chunky cheesy cauliflower, oh, I can't. Really, Mm-mm. I love. And I love cauliflower. cauliflower. Oh, but you don't like cauliflower. I don't cheese. like cauliflower cheese. I love cauliflower cheese. My mum makes a good cauliflower cheese. Mm. I really, in fact, I, I want that now. Let's move on to some sweeter things. Okay. Trifle. I grew up eating trifle, mm. but it was like usually around Christmas time. Okay. Um, there would be a, a trifle or something. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's something that I absolutely love. It's kind of, I don't hate it. I'll have a little bit if it's around. Yeah. Um, a sherry trifle. Mm. Yeah, do you like a bit of sherry in my trifle? Um, and I like when the wafer. But yeah, sponge. Sponge, kind of sponge yeah. yeah. The trifle sponge, there's a good amount of it. Yeah. When it's like custard heavy, cream heavy, and then just like Tiny jelly. jelly and yeah. It's just too creamy for me. So when it feels like it has a good texture, I do like that. But yeah, trifle, I'm, I'm impartial to a bit of trifle. I used to love trifle. Again, my grandma would just get a trifle because it's just an easy dessert. Yeah. You'd get any dessert to feed like four kids yeah. from the fridge section, just buy a trifle, whack it, whack it out, done. But at home home we would buy the three pack desserts yes from the fridges from the fridges mm-hmm. and the trifle there if you want a perfect ratio that's the one so where are we talking which which shop probably tesco okay that was the supermarket we really had growing up but i'm just saying the concept of it being so small mm-hmm. means it's even when you buy the big one the jelly pe- the, yeah. the dish itself is like triangular yeah so you end up with like uneven ratio and the topper layers topper layers the top layers the top layers are the thicker cream and custard so i completely understand what you mean i'm a girl all about ratios so yeah if you want a good ratio you gotta get gotta get the individual little ones makes sense or make it yourself in like a very squared dish okay like a most people use that that round triangular looking dish which looks cute it looks pretty looks pretty but it's not giving ratio Afternoon tea. I love an afternoon love tea. It. I went through a phase in the, my mid twenties where I was doing <laughs> afternoon tea for every occasion, every birthday, anybody's birthday, mm. anything. I was like, ah, oh, afternoon tea. Let's book an afternoon tea. I want to go here, there, everywhere. The one that I had that I really enjoyed was the Fortnum and Mason. Oh my god, that is the tea. best one I've had. Yeah, and they do. If you paid like an extra five pound, they would take you through like a little tea tour type of thing and oh. talk to you about the different teas and it was really nice they've got high tea yeah and afternoon tea so we and they have both. vegetarian they have vegan yeah. and they have dietary requirements yeah, yeah so typically because well to be honest i've done the vegan one there but i've said to them because they bring you your like each layer is mm-hmm. obviously they've assembled it i just say 
I want the vegetarian I want the vegetarian sandwich layer, but yeah. I'm fine with the rest, or else you end up with like fake cream. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I just want the vegetarian sandwiches. Yeah. Um, it's just my preference. As long as you tell them that it's your preference and not mm. an allergy. But I yes, I love it there. It was really good. For our international listeners or anybody who just hasn't yeah. experienced it, what is afternoon tea in America? Right, so I've got a little bit of history. Go on. Afternoon tea, apparently introduced in England by the seventh Duchess of Bedford in 1840. Mm-hmm. Um, he would become hungry around four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Every day? Yeah, so... She sounds like me. The Duchess asked that a tray of tea, bread and butter and cake be brought to her room during the late afternoon. This became a habit and she began inviting others. So it says traditional afternoon tea mm-hmm. consists of a selection of dainty sandwiches, yep. including, of course, thinly sliced cucumber sandwiches. That's, and a, that's really important. Yeah. <laughs> cucumber sandwiches, scones are served with clotted cream and preserves. Cakes and pastries are also served. Tea grown in India or Ceylon is poured from silver teapots into delicate bone china cups. That is basically what a, a traditional afternoon, afternoon tea, tea looks like. And it comes on a um, tiered cake stand, I is guess, a like a tiered stand. stand. Yeah. Sandwiches at the bottom, scones, yeah. jam, cream in the middle, sweet stuff on top, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, your tea will come however you like it. Yeah. At Fortnum's, it's unlimited tea. Yeah. Oh, you just pick whichever teas you want, and they just literally keep, keep it coming. Yeah. Set price, which I think is fantastic. Afternoon tea was me and my mum's go-to like well my go-to for her for so many birthdays so we had a few rubbish ones yeah so when they're bad they're bad the sandwiches taste like they've been made since last week the scones are dry they get a bit i think what it is is some of them get a bit gimmicky yeah so we went to one that was in like this weird basement i can't even remember the name of it now it's probably (laughs) probably on the blog it's probably on the blog (laughs) and it was just like oh like Alice in Wonderland theme, everything's too sweet, everything yeah. is too this, whatever. There's one that I actually really wanted to go on. My mom said, don't book it because it'll make her feel nauseous. The one on the bus. Oh, okay. The afternoon tea bus. So you yeah. get to like go around central London. That would make, I get car sick. Yeah. That would make me And like nauseous. having your afternoon tea, whatever. But um, I do love me an afternoon tea. Generally, I will say, I love a scone. I love a good... So scone? Is, is it scone or scone? Oh, we're not doing this. <laughs> What do you say? It's scone. I say scone. So I, d- I don't actually know. I say a lot of things. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I say scone. I am curious. I feel like there is a right answer because yeah. it's going to be like the word derived from this, derived yeah, from that, yeah. and that's going to come from an actual pronunciation. But I feel like it's also a split regionally. Yeah. You're secretly from the north. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like from, scone. For a, a scone. Yeah. Maybe. That's what it like is. Like long O's and yeah, long A's. Scone. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a scone and a bath. Yeah. So I'm I'm sticking with scone. Yeah. Sounds okay. more common, like me. <laughs> but the other day I had them on Easter actually because mm-hmm. I couldn't get any hot cross buns because I was just unprepared. I spent Easter by myself, but I was completely unprepared for it. Yeah. When I went into co-op, they had scones, they had clotted cream. I said, there we go. Yeah. Bingo. I needed something with a little raisin in it. So I actually got the Sultana ones. Okay. I love it. I love a scone with a good dollop of... Okay, this is something I've seen on the internet. Do you do scone, clotted cream, jam? Or do you do scone, jam, clotted cream? I scone, <laughs> scone. <laughs> I scone cream jam. Yeah. Because the cream, when once you break clotted cream, it gets softer. Yeah. So it's just easier to kind of dollop on and you can spread it. Where yeah. if you try to like spread jam onto the crumble of the scone, yeah. you're just going to disintegrate it. Exactly. So 
I think there is a right way to do it. And also in my head, jam comes last because you wouldn't go toast butter, toast, that, well, that's how toast I jam see. butter. The, the clotted cream is yeah, it's the, the dairy, yeah, yeah, the yeah. moisture. Yeah. And then the jam is just the flavor. Yeah. And I think also my preference is that there is way more cream than there is jam. Not way more, but that there is more. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. I like the cream fully <laughs> every circumference. Yeah. And then jam can just kind of be like, smeared mm-hmm. so that yeah. i get get a little bites of it yeah. but i like to keep it oh. simple i just like a nice strawberry preserve oh raspberry for me really i love a good strawberry Raspberry for me i love a strawberry i do love strawberry yeah but something about raspberry jam just hits different okay seeded as well no <laughs> no actually i don't mind if there's seeds in there but i will work around the seeded lumps you see raspberry jam, I don't really eat it, but like strawberry jam with like bits of actual strawberry. Yeah, that's in different. It. You can't you can't escape a raspberry seed. Well yeah, I don't I don't like the sound <laughs> of that. It's like chia seeds, you know, where they're just like I can feel it in my teeth. <laughs> don't like the sound of that. No. Okay, well, do you like the sound of mm-hmm. bangers and mash? Right. So bangers and mash is Porky not, Porks? It's not Pe- really pepper? Right. <laughs> It's not something I grew up eating. Mm-hmm. The, the closest I got to sausages when I was growing up was the Grace chicken sausages, okay. Vienna, Vienna chicken sausages in Jamaica, and we'd bring them back, and that was as close to sausages. So bangers and mash as a concept to me is strange. I what about know. toad in the hole? You see, sausage, these sausage meals that you <laughs> I don't think you understand. I was eating the tinned sausages that was as close to sausage as I got. So all of that stuff, I'm sure it's cute. But I never ate that stuff. But have you not had it now? No. I don't even know if I've even had bangers and mash as like a dinner. It's just sausages for dinner, for me as a concept, it's not a thing. It's just not a thing for me. It's breakfast food and that is it. Toad in the hole? Yeah. School dinners toad in the hole? I never had school dinners. Ten out of School dinners that were ten out of ten? School dinners. What school? School dinners toad in the hole? Yeah. I would literally okay. run through. Remember, I already told you about my high school like eating disorders yeah. where I would just be eating a bread roll. But I would skip through the the canteen or that actually they'd put up a menu outside. So I'd check what day it was. Yeah. Toad in the hole day? I'm in that queue. I actually don't know what that is. What is toad in the hole? Toad in the hole is basically Yorkshire pudding batter or something very similar to Yorkshire pudding batter. Yeah. And then you put sausages in it. So the Yorkshire pudding puffs up and encapsulates the sausage. That is it? Pretty much, yeah. With gravy and mashed It's and a battered sausage. Pretty much. I don't know what I thought it was. A but pie. but it's but it's served up like square, so you get so you do a, a dish of it or school dinner style. Really? You do a dish of it. Actually, at home you'd put it in like a big Pyrex. Yeah. You'd put your cooked sausages in. Yeah. And then you'd pour the Yorkshire pudding batter all over it and some hot oil. Okay. And then as it goes in the oven, it will puff up and it will encapsulate your sausages. So then when you cut it up, because of however you've put your sausages, you cut like a corner and you'll get like a, a big square of batter and there'll be like a whole sausage in it. Huh. <laughs> I'm having a look now and this looks dry. Let me see it, let me see what you found. Yeah, exactly like that. And then it puffs up. Yeah, that top one there and that's dead. And then you put gravy on it. Yeah, or you or you can make them for yourself. So because it puffs up like a, a Yorkshire, say you've made it in, a yeah. cake tin, you could then just put your whole dinner in it. So you could just put like mashed potato in it and like veg or whatever and gravy inside of it, like a giant Yorkshire. This ain't it. Oh, <laughs> God, hey, this, this ain't it. What was the other one you asked me about? Bangers, bangers and, mash. and mash. I'm sure that's nice, but it, that would be like um. But you do the sausage, you do the sausages. Well, I prefer to do the sausages in the gravy. So more like sausage casserole. Okay. And then big dollop of mash, sausages on top, gravy on top, like volcano. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think I wouldn't mind sausages, like bangers and mash, sorry, with like some spring greens on the side. Oh my like goodness. Buttered cabbage. <laughs> to or be something. honest, that yeah. would be quite nice. Boiled veg. It will come with boiled veg. Mm, so steamed. Like, boiled sounds No, it. it will come with boiled veg. With broccoli, carrots, that's Sauteed? it. Sauteed? No, right. boiled. Okay. With salt and pepper. God. Olive and oil. butter. Butter. Shallots, olive oil, no. a bit of fresh garlic. No, butter, salt and pepper. That's it. If you're lucky. And the, I mean, bangers and mash is mashed potato, white potato. But growing up, we would have it with sweet potato. Yeah. Oh, okay. So sweet potato and more like sausage casserole on top. But that's the little, the little okay. je ne sais quoi. Yeah, the sausage thing, I, I didn't really, I didn't grow up with that, I have to be honest. Let's talk a little bit about your beloved pies, the pies that you do enjoy. Okay. So your second kidney pie. Your mm. pucker pie. Chick, chicken and mushroom. Chicken and mushroom? Chicken and mushroom. So when I was younger, mm-hmm. I lived in Tottenham. I grew up in Tottenham. And there was a chip shop on Tottenham High Road that on a Friday, I don't know what my mum was doing, but we would always stop there. <laughs> she would always get me a chicken and mushroom pie. And I just used to look forward to it. I loved it. But it was definitely a pucker pie specifically. And I loved it. I conducted a small amount of research about the football pie yeah. scene. Okay. Because oh, research. On the day that we had pie and mash, I saw one of my friends was at a football game and she was having pie and mash. Yeah. And I was confused because I've never known there to be any food at football that you eat with like utensils. <laughs> Usually you just get a pie and you bite the like okay. you bite the thing. So I was curious. So I asked her where she was, but she was in a box. That's why she had pie yeah. and mash. Apparently, the football pie, classic flavour, is a chicken balti pucker pie. Is that Indian? Chicken balls? But again, that's... But I think that nicely links into the fact that Britain's number one dish we haven't yet discussed. Yeah. It's curry. Yeah. What is... Which one is it? The what? Which curry is it? What's the one? Vindaloo. Is it vintage? That's too spicy. Oh, okay. Oh, chicken tikka masala. Di- of course, chicken masala. <laughs> you know when like, now you said it is, of course. Mm, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so yes, chicken tikka masala has not only been Britain's favourite curry, but it is the UK's national dish. National it's a, dish? It's a classic <laughs> created by the Indian... National dish? ...Indian migrants to appeal to the nation's palate and has been... and has done so successfully to, for decades. Can I just... On that point, can I just say... People were shouting at me on TikTok about my the, the real about Chinese food, and I just want to show. This is the kind of things when you grow up in somewhere like London, you could really. I would genuinely never think that a tikka masala does not exist outside of the UK, and that's what I'm hearing. It was invented here. Here, yeah. a tikka masala. That yeah. is crazy. That is true, actually. If anyone hasn't seen that clip um, from the same episode where we were discussing Chinese food, Malaka was getting ripped to shreds for her comments <laughs> that she preferred the Chinese food experience here, the one that she grew up having, the one that she's most familiar with, rather than the one when she went to China. And to some a, people- to a specific place well, in spe- China specific as well. place in China when she was 14. Let's exactly. Yeah, you know, because everyone was onto you. Shouting. But I think that you're absolutely right. That's very common. And that's, that is actually why I don't really eat Jamaican food here. Because it's different. Because it's different. it's different. And it's not it's not what I was raised on because fair enough, my grandparents lived here, yeah. but they cooked like home. Yeah. Yes, like same. my family members cooked like that. So when yeah. they when I tasted their food and then I was like, oh, I really like that. And I saw it in a menu and I ordered it and I'd be like, this ain't it. This ain't it, yeah. So I completely understand people's 
like when you're from a certain place and you don't want to eat it anywhere other than where it is the most authentic. But if you're not from that place yeah. and you're used to <laughs> certain something, something, yeah. leave people it's, alone. It's, it's different. Let That's, people enjoy things. The, the preference then becomes the preference. You know what I mean? I, 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 I think it's just respecting that it's different, acknowledging that it's different. I however. completely understand yeah. why the clip made made it seem like you were just a racist. <laughs> no, shut I, I do you completely know what, understand how that happened. Do you know what I think people that was doing people over when I was like, see, don't, how sweet is that? Yeah. <laughs> but that, at, at 14 years old, I genuinely, we were all yeah. confused, like, wait a minute, what do you mean you don't do sweet and chicken? Because <laughs> side, side, side yeah. path here. What do we call them? Tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Tangent here. I grew up eating Thai food. I've always loved Thai food. Yeah. But my experience of Thai food until I was probably like 11, was at the most authentic Thai cafe ever that we used to go to in East Ham, but I would only ever order chicken and oyster sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. My mum's ordering pad ki mao, yeah. pad pak, <laughs> pad si yu, yeah. giving it all. Me, I'm ordering chicken and oyster sauce every single time. And then you're running around Extra saying... Extra plain. And you're, you're running around saying, I like Thai food. I like Thai food. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, luckily, by the time I went to Thailand, like, yeah. I was much older and I'd had a much wider range of Thai food. And even then, I distinctly remember my mum saying, like, all right, you've got to go with the chicken oyster sauce thing now. Yeah. You're going to move on to a plain, a plain pad thai. <laughs> plain pad thai. I didn't really like... <laughs> what were you eating as a child? <laughs> well, this is the thing. I don't know. I think... I think it was the spice thing. Okay. And I just was trying to avoid the spice and I didn't eat fish. Yeah. So my parents would get fish dishes or whatever, but because those are the best ones. Now I know yeah. that. Now I know that. But at the time, chicken oyster sauce and then I eventually went into a pad thai because I love the peanuts. Yeah. But I love I 100% if I went, if you took me to Thailand when I was like, oh my God, I love Thai food, only haven't eaten chicken oyster sauce, I'd be like, why is there egg in everything? Yeah. <laughs> why is there egg in everything? Yeah. Why is the chicken boiled? Yeah. Why is it poached? Yeah, the poached chicken. Why is everything poached? Yeah. Why is the chicken feet hanging on the side of the road? Like, I would have... Yeah, so mind would have been blown. I stand with you, babe. Thanks. I do not stand with yeah. the people who made chicken tikka masala the national dish of the UK. Why? You don't like a tikka masala? I don't think I've actually ever had a tikka masala. I've oh, had, had tikka masala. But I don't think I've had it. I, I think I've had uh, butter chicken and there's another couple ones yeah. that I do like. It's just not the best Indian curry. Yeah. And it's not the best curry period, period. in the world. Mm. Like, I think some Thai curry. I prefer a coconut-based curry anyway. Okay. But also, like, don't shout at me about England having cuisine and then pick your fit national dish to have. Well, this is it. From the Indian migrants that you don't even want here. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's, actually, that's, crazy. that's actually madness. That, that's the number one UK dish. And then they have the audacity to have curry and chips. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The curry sauce we said before kind of tastes like... Um, That's like Japanese curry Japanese sauce. curry. Like yeah. katsu curry. Katsu curry. I love that curry. But curry and chips. Yeah. Even the fact that a British thing, a British notion, this is going to blow some of our international listeners' mind, is that typically takeaway orders here of Chinese or Indian food... Yeah. It's always with chips. Oh, yeah, they all serve chips. All serve chips. They all serve chips. Like, would you get chi- chips with your Chinese? No. I, I don't know. I think that's I strange. don't like it. I don't like that. But... It's because I have a, I'm already, I'm a rice and noodles person. Yeah. But to go as far as rice, noodles and chips. Yeah. Salt and pepper chips. I'm asking for too much. Salt and pepper chips. I've never had that. I think. I've never had that either. I've, there's no reason for me to be eating salt and pepper chips. To be <laughs> None at all. <laughs> it sounds like the height of gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything, actually there's one thing that I would like to mention. Yeah. Special, special note. Tea. We've already heard you talk about tea. 
I know, but I just want to throw it in there again <laughs> that that is actually like. But tea, tea being again part of British culture, like the, it's of the empire. Of the, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's of the empire. <laughs> it is colonial Britain. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That the, the the act of drinking tea, all these yeah. Darjeeling. Yeah. It's in the name. Yeah. Earl Grey. I don't know what that one. What's in that one? Uh, it's got like a floral taste to it. Yeah. But tea. Very big in British culture having yeah. the tea. The cultivation. I mean, I think Britain is the largest importer of tea really? in the world. I can imagine. I watched a documentary once about the Cutty Sark, the ship, the Cutty yeah, Sark, because yeah, yeah. that was a tea, um, whatever you call it. Tea ship? Yeah, it's got a name though. It's got like a <laughs> vessel. Tea vessel. If I vessel, you're going to freak out. Tea Some vessel. kind of tea. So that was yeah. the purpose of it. And just the way it was designed in terms of obviously the amount of ship that, that sits below the water. If anything happened, you'd ruin the whole tea yeah. because the tea would be submerged basically in any... If you, so the hit, ship was wrecks or whatever. Yeah. But going in that place, going in there, and if you ever have time or ever the experience to go in the Cutty Sark, which seems like a very bizarre way to spend your afternoon, but it's really informative. And yeah. it tells you a lot about tea and it tells you a lot about the journey of the people that were bringing products into Britain yeah. from the empire. Yeah. Nothing else from you? No, I think that's it. If there's any dishes that we've missed that mm. you guys love, anything that you think we should explore London and yeah. try, let us know. Let us know. I'm like sure me? you will. Yeah, but those are, are really just like my mm. my favourites. Shout out to um, British National Treasure m and one more time. Yeah. Because that is the best of Britain right there. Facts. <laughs> that's facts. That and Fortnum and Mason. Yeah. Because their afternoon tea really is... If you've never done afternoon tea before, Got I to would it say... There go there it's yeah. part of the reason to be priced for what it is and for the I experience guess, again it's a complete riff on top of our heads unprepared British restaurants like restaurants that serve British cuisine there's a lot of them yeah um, but I guess the landmark ones are places like Fortnum's the Ritz yeah the Ritz. a lot of a lot of our big central under hotels yeah. will serve like British cuisine so if you're coming here and you absolutely need to find a place mm-hmm. and ho- hotels keep popping up they probably are actually the, said, the best um, place to go uh, the one the one that you mentioned earlier. Quality Chop House? Yes. Quality Chop House, absolutely yeah. amazing for a roast. It's just not very fan. It's not like, yeah. it's not very good going at. But I think that proper British cuisine, it really is like meat and two it's veg true, kind yeah. of thing. Back in the day. And pop a, culture. Yeah, a while ago, I went to um, Scoff and Banter, but I don't know what it's like now. It's been a while, no but idea. that was that like good seasonal British produce mm. being cooked and it was some of the best salmon. I have ever had in my life. Borough Kitchen, because yeah. they feed off Borough Market and Borough Market yeah, obviously yeah. Ro- have a seasonal rotation. So that will give you maybe not necessarily British flavours, but British produce. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this journey yeah. around around mainly England, let's mm-hmm. let's say. Best yeah. of British, but mainly England. Yeah, because Britain, again, yeah. that's Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland yeah. and England. So this this really is English kind English, of English, best of British, yeah. yeah. We haven't dug into haggis. Yeah. Welsh. There's this Welsh pate thing that I saw my friend eating the other day, which is apparently like the thing if you're Welsh and like Welsh cakes and all that kind of stuff. So if you you want good lamb, go to Wales. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to revisit this. Maybe we'll have to go around. I think this one we'll call best of Britain brackets. England. England. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye.